following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Tensions are rising in Housing Complex C on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. And we have two returning guests. Former editorial writer and former music guy, Amp Ren. And... Uh, Jesse Betteridge, uh, creator of the Zonan Canada Podcast. Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, it's been It's been a while for both of you. Uh, yeah, I always, of uh, always bring happy. In, <laughs> bring in Jesse whenever something actually airs on Adult Swim Canada. Hey, I'm happy to be here to talk about the second anime to air on Adult Swim Canada and the second best Cthulhu anime of this season. Oh, second uh, the, best. Ooh. The, the, the first best is, of course, Pop Team Epic season two. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes, wow. Of course. Okay, I can't argue with that. Yeah, the, the latest episode of Pop Team Epic established that you can't milk Cthulhu. Um, or rather, sorry, it posed the, it, it asked the question, can you milk Cthulhu? The answer was no. In Housing Complex C, however, the answer might be yes. Oh. Uh, I mean, we'll find out in episode four, like we're apparently going to find out everything in episode Lord. Is, yeah. is Is Kinney's mom Cthulhu being reborn? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that seems to be where it might be going. We really don't have enough information. Something. Cthulhu and me. <laughs> Kimmy's mom looking like Mother Brain in that jar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't the only one thinking Mother Brain. Of course not. I didn't think it, but here. now that you said it, I totally see it. Like I'm, I was thinking like Mother Brain with Gigas from freaking Earthbound. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Or, or perhaps, uh, oh gosh, what is, what is the thing in Chrono Trigger? Uh, Lavos? Lavos. Yeah. I, I did see a little bit of Lavos in there. I'm not going to lie. Bit of, a little bit of Lavos in there. It's a tribute to all our nostalgic fetuses from the video. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, there's a podcast title for you. Oh, wow. I never thought, I never thought about that trend before. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Oh god! Wow! <laughs> How far along does Kimmy's mom have to be before? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should abort this topic for now. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, run, run while you can. Uh, so before we get uh, knee deep in this uh, moss, uh, Jesse pointed out that there was in fact a adult swim canada double anime promo yeah i guess i should uh should talk a little bit about just how the show has been presented on adult swim canada because you know they're not used to showing a lot of anime they showed you know they've they run the rick and morty shorts they ran uh blade runner black lotus and they they promoted the hell out of blade runner black lotus even outside of adult swim canada and uh with housing complex see it's interesting because 
they are constantly running ads for it. I don't know what it's like on the American Adult Swim, but if you watch any program, like on the live linear Adult Swim Canada, uh, you will see an ad for Housing Complex C, guaranteed. Uh, they, the one they run the most is just the original standard Housing Complex C ad. They do run the episodic ones um, rarely, but they've also spliced together this cool little ad because they, they did do the bare minimum, which is bring Blade Runner Black Lotus back and run it back to back with Housing Complex C. And I would say, at least as far as Adult Swim Canada is concerned, they went the extra mile and they made a nice little ad um, showcasing and emphasizing that these shows are both anime. They are running Saturday night and Saturday night is the place you want to go if you want to watch anime on Canadian TV, in English at least. Um <laughs> So, and it, uh, you know what? It has more effort put into it than any other in-house Adult Swim Canada ad I can think of. Um, they, uh, you know, someone had fun with it. And I, I find it interesting because they're they're pushing it pretty hard uh, on the linear broadcast. And that's not a bad thing because Adult Swim Canada, it's, you know, y- you would assume that not a lot of people watch the station, but it's people who have cable or have access to TV. It's It's a channel you throw on in the background. It's... I mean, it's Family Guy and King of the Hill and American Dad all day and fa- and and that stuff. So when you're having that ad running through all those shows, it'll it'll it'll, it'll get the attention of I some need people. Need that money for bourbon and anime. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but they they have not. There is no mention of adult of um sorry of apartment complex C on the website though. They haven't updated the website at all, which is unfortunate because a lot of people probably would learn about it if they just put it on the website but they won't update it for some reason so there's interesting that they're promoting it that much that promo feels fairly reminiscent of like 2008 2009 adult swim action in the yes yeah, saturday night adult swim action that kind of era it uh it's really done in a similar style which i i you know i'm, I'm into it's not as not not as good as like obviously the full-on toonami ads uh that we're mm-hmm. seeing now or have seen over the last However long tsunami has been back for almost 10 years, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it was it it was it's nice to see them put that much effort. Um, I don't think we're going to get a tsunami block or that um, they're ever going to look into getting any third party anime because it just does not. Go along with the way that the station is run. Um, I'm just thankful that they put as much effort as they did. And I'm just going to keep hoping that they uh, they do air all of the. Adult Swim Copro anime at the very least. Actually, what one thing I am kind of hoping to see, we don't know yet if they're going to get those new Fooly Cooly seasons. Uh, it's big question mark because they didn't they didn't run the other ones. Um, even well, the the twenty four hour station didn't launch until after they aired, so it's kind of unclear if they have those. Um, what what I would really like to see is if like the U.S. Adult Swim and the Canadian Adult Swim could coordinate and actually do a run through of all of Fooly Cooly from the very beginning, starting mm. from season one, like do do it at the same time mm-hmm. and lead it, lead up to the new seasons. That would be a really nice thing. I think for audiences on both sides and it'd be just a nice, you know, just a, a nice little, uh, nice little stunt to pull if they both do it together at the same time. And cor- chorus has to decide if they want to do that stuff. Um, but if they do have, uh, those new Fooly Cooly seasons, I'd, uh, I'd love to see them do that. And, you know, it's, you know, Adult Swim and Production IG can't make that decision, but, you know, if, 
Maki and Jason are listening, I, I'm sure they can grease the wheels a little bit to make it easier for Chorus if they did want to do that. And yeah, go they, ahead and say hi to Maki. Yeah. She's been listening lately. Hi, yes. Maki. <laughs> hi, Maki. I'm glad you found the po- last week's podcast hilarious. I was not I'm expecting gonna... to get noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Senpai noticed you. Senpai noticed me. Yeah. Senpai but... noticed Paul. <laughs> I noticed that, too. <laughs> but uh, with... Yeah, it, it definitely... Saturday Night feels a lot less lonely than it did back when... They were just running Blade Runner Black Lotus with really nothing around it. Oh, and Harley Quinn, it's not mentioned in the promo, but Harley Quinn premieres uh, are running right huh. before uh, oh, Housing Complex. So they they are, they they got a little block there. Um, hmm. And then, and it's the followed up a little later with uh, a, a, a DC direct-to-video movie that they play every week. Um, for some reason, they, f- they, they fill the empty gaps with Robot Chicken. But if, you know, if they would instead do Ballmasters or... Game of Seto or something like, I mean, you'd have you'd basically have a tsunami block there, and they have access to Young Justice, which they run on Adult Swim. So like, kind of they have these pieces, they're just not quite putting them together. But whatever, it's it's fun. Well, it's, I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. Except it's not coming together. That's, that's the problem. That is the problem. <laughs> that, that is the problem. Perhaps they need to find a discovery of how to solve that problem. Oh, yeah, that's not going to a lot's going to come out in discovery Uh, too soon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, mm. it yeah, but interestingly, you guys still have Blade Runner Black Lotus, whereas we can no longer air it, apparently. So they can't air it. They can't even air it anymore. Nope. Uh, Nope. Well, I mean, we don't know 100 percent for sure if they absolutely can't air it. But, and you know, sometimes when people are asking a bunch of things at Jason at the same time, he he might give the wrong answer for a particular show. But, I mean, they've been pulled off HBO Max, so... My, my assumption was that it had just been pulled off of streaming and written off. It, uh, I, I, I wasn't uh, under... The, I, I was under the impression that that didn't happen with broadcast. Um, it's not. It doesn't seem to be streaming in Canada either. I don't think it's on Stack TV or the Global app anymore. Last I checked, that could be wrong. As far as I know, it's as far as I know, it's only on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I just hopefully we didn't give away the fact that Chorus is doing something they're not supposed to if they're not. But, whoop. um, yeah. I mean, it could be like Megas, where all these other countries can still play it, but. Cans in the U.S. for well, hey, it actually it is worth pointing out that uh, Chorus did launch a Teletoon Plus app, which is like a uh, an add-on for Amazon Prime, and it mm-hmm. had like most of the Cartoon Network library, including uh, like Infinity Train and stuff. Um, but already they have a big list of stuff that's going to be leaving the service soon, and you can probably guess what titles they are. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was nice. That did was nice that. Some international deals just haven't come to an end yet. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, well, what, whatever we'll see is how long Black Lotus sticks around. <laughs> if it can get a whole run, in, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> Set your DVRs while you still can. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But really, they're promoting it that often. That's interesting because they are. They're they're also in the middle of promoting a new season of Rick and Morty, or at least they were. Yeah, yeah, well, that, I mean, that just, that just came to a pause. 
Yeah, uh, I can't do a were, pause. It, yeah. it starts up again later in November. Yeah. yeah I, I would... Plenty of plenty of Rick and Morty ads, of course. <laughs> plenty of Rick and Morty Wendy's ads. We get a ton of I those have... in the US. No, we're not we're not getting the Wendy's ads. I uh I don't think that promo choose uh, wisely. Uh, extends to that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that happens pretty much every airing of Rick and Morty, as far as I can tell. But uh yeah. Nice nice to see Adult Swim Canada really doing something with housing complex C. That's... I mean, I they really need to mention another website, I think. I think that would make a big difference. I'd I'd be curious to know what their expectations uh for the show were and if it surpasses them because I, I think we can only expect something like housing complex to do so well uh but if it uh if it does well in their expectations then oh, hmm. i wonder we'll see what minor thing could come from that <laughs> i wonder how well black lotus did in their opinion so i don't still airing <laughs> have no yeah i have no idea um and just because they're airing something doesn't necessarily mean that it was successful i do i did see uh, some reports that uh it was it did very well at least the first few episodes did on uh, like the streaming services that carry adult swim stuff up here like stack tv and the mm. global app but i i really don't know what type of data they were pulling for that because uh they said it was like the number one tv show streaming in canada for a for a for like two weeks or something like that and that's simply not possible uh and i think they're not counting a lot of things when they made that calculation so uh so people were watching it i think that's the most important thing all right cool yeah so let's get into this discussion but let's start with ren tell us what you think of housing complex c so far i dig it actually I'm still kind of just, you know, sitting and waiting, trying to see where it all goes. And then I can, you know, go back and watch it again so I can, you know, get the whole picture all at once and, you know, not have to wait between weeks to think about it. But as of right now, I'm I'm kind of digging it. I re- really like the atmosphere. I love I love the uh, the music and the sound design, especially. It's really, really good. Um, art style is pretty good. I'm liking the characters. Um, it, it, it's kind of fun to think about. I, I did a lot of thinking, like, with the first two episodes, and I'm kind of almost right, I guess. But once again, you know, we still got one more episode to go. So I'm not sure exactly where it's going, but it's 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 been pretty enjoyable. I feel like some of the uh, some of the lore dumps are a little bit heavy handed, but yeah. over, but overall, um, it's pretty pretty enjoyable series. And I and I always get surprised at the end of the episodes, so that's always a good thing. That is, I do kind of feel like the the amount of lore is maybe too much for the amount of episodes we have. But yeah, I feel that we'll, we'll we'll see how it comes together. We need housing yeah, complex that- D guys. Like I like I said on I said on Twitter I feel like I feel like you could probably use like just one more episode because I am yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping this isn't the case but like like I'm getting kind of 
the last few episodes of Fena vibes where I'm thinking like the last episode is going to move way oh. too fast. Oh no. I mean, based on that, a next episode preview. <laughs> oh boy. I, I do have worries about that as well. Which is, I, I really hope it doesn't pull a Fena in the end. Cause honestly, up, up through this point, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I get a serious paranoia agent vibe from this. And that's a good thing. They, they didn't play the next episode preview on the, Canadian oh. broadcast, so I I actually haven't I forgot to watch that first. Oh. Yeah, I probably should have done that. Mm. Uh, I'm Ooh. not sure you should. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, it, it it reveals something pretty big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it definitely feels like they're saving most of the revelations for the the final episode, and that they probably won't explain everything, and that we'll be arguing about it um, for a while after. That's kind of the impression I'm getting so far. <laughs> And that episode three preview was kind of like, oh, we're showing them uh, down in the cavern. And then that whole episode three, you're like, okay, so when they're going down to the cavern. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When do they get into the fireworks factory? (laughs) Oh, boy. That statement might be more accurate than I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think this is like, it seems to be well carved out for a four episode show. But like most anime, they really aren't using the runtime economically, in, yeah. in my opinion. I think um, this this all could have been spaced out a little better. And the weekly broadcast isn't really helping things. This this feels like something that was maybe designed to be binged. I don't I don't I, really know I how the whole wonder, concept came about. It, yeah, it honestly feels a lot like it should be a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Like I was. Like, like I, I was saying that to myself after the first episode. It's I was like, Disney "This really Plus show dilemma." Yeah, like yeah. it really feels like the first. Like it really feels like it should be like one really long horror movie, or yeah. one like, like one I, long like 80, 80, 90 minute movie. It, yeah. I feel like it could have definitely worked better that way, but I can definitely I mean, feel that way. Um, we are we are getting a marathon like the week after next, so going to be you know all four episodes that, in a row. That feels like. It would be a better way to watch it. And I, I'm curious, like, do we know anything about the development history of, of this? Like, where where this came from? Like, I don't think it was designed to be a TV show on Adult Swim from the beginning. I feel like, you know, that's just kind of where it wound up. I, I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not really clear on all the details there. There was an interview that they did with Amphibian mm-hmm. who <laughs> actually pointed out a lot of the a lot of the things that happened in the show uh, um, didn't really talk too much about like um, considerations for the for the format. Uh, I think they always wanted him to make a TV series, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I yeah. guess I would have to actually ask Maki or or, or somebody about that, and yeah. I will. I can actually speak to the the watching it all at once thing. Actually, uh, V-Lord was visiting me yesterday on his way to his move and had another local buddy. Uh, well, shouts out to our dragon so, uh, over to hang with us. And so we actually watched one and two back to back, like right before watching three. And it was watching a one and two together made some things click for me, which we'll get into later. But uh, it's a lot much. It's a lot clearer what's going on if you watch them all together versus spacing mm-hmm. them apart, honestly. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of things that you're definitely not going to catch the first time through. 
Yeah. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention about the Canadian broadcast, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, is that unlike Adult Swim in the U.S., Adult Swim in Canada has multiple ad breaks during half-hour programs. So you get mm. the you get the same ad break in the middle uh, that you get on Toonami, but there's also put in additional ad breaks before and after it, and they don't do the logical thing, which is put the ad break just right after the opening credits and before the ending credits. They do it in the middle of the show, and in this particular show, it absolutely kills mm. the pacing. It does no favors to it at all. Um, I would say like this and Primal have to be the two shows that have suffered the most from from mm. that. Um, yeah, like, nor- normally, that shouldn't be a, a big issue, but you know, in, in these cases, it really it really sticks out. And um, and and even when you watch the on demand version, the the ads are going to be spliced in the same place. So that's, they do uh, it. They do it like like YouTube. They just throw ads in the middle, random places. So this is if you're watching on the global app or stack. So stack TV, even though it's an Amazon add on, they if you're watching the uh, the on demand version, it still has ads in it, which is uh, controversial to, to say the least. Um, or if you're what, because it, it, it's more like an, a TV on demand kind of platform. So there's not, not a lot of options to watch it without the ads, uh, unless you record it on the PVR and just skip the ads. So that's a, it, it is a still going to have the ad breaks, still going to have the, the, the breaks. You're still getting that, that disruption going on. Mm. Um, yeah. And again, like, it's usually not worth pointing out, but in this show it does, it does hurt it quite a bit. And yeah, it yeah, the weekly airing is not doing this show any favors. And I mean it already has some some problems that are kind of weighing it down. I think the show is very strong conceptually. There's a lot of good ideas going into it. Um and when you keep in mind that the staff that's working on it is like very inexperienced and a lot of them haven't done any anime before, um mm-hmm. the results it's like it it's actually, you know, not too bad. It's kind it's kind of impressive cuz that's the formula that can often get you X-Arm. Uh, but yeah. we didn't get X-Arm. We got something much better. Uh, this show could have been X-Arm, as, and it wasn't. And I'm thankful for that. Um, That's true. Yeah, but, you know, the you know the, the pacing is still kind of wonky, even for if you are watching it all together. Um, yeah. Characters are very often on off model, especially Khan. Uh, Khan is never on model. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, almost wonder if that's intentional. It, it, maybe. Yeah, um, it I definitely makes know. him look creepier. <laughs> just like, why are you drawn this way in this instance? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, yeah. Um, I, I Overall, the execution, even when you ignore all the extra problems with, with the broadcast, it does come off, for me, a little mediocre. Um, and the show wastes, like, in terms of Khan, like, they do a whole misdirection with him, and it just feels like a waste of time. Because it's just, he's so obviously not evil. <laughs> he's not there's nothing like obviously malicious about him and it just feels like in, over the first two episodes when we just deal with all this the xenophobia with the uh with the interns and everything it's just like they're, they're just wasting so much time kind of trying to misdirect you and then they finally kind of get it on track in this third episode where they they set up the um uh the whole the whole dynamic of mistrust going on between the people um of the island and and the, and the interns. But, yeah, they yeah. definitely could have been where they are at the end of episode three, at the end of episode two, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just really makes me wonder even more about the like the beginning, the very, very beginning of the series, 
when they're all running away from him and it's just like at this point yeah. now I'm just like okay how did we get here though yeah <laughs> clearly like the dude direction <laughs> like the dude is good like he he actually be trying to help he just probably maybe may have some uh, autism thing going on I don't know I'm getting yeah. some vibes there but like and then like they, they they make him out to be this big big scary monster at the beginning and then he's just like oh no he's actually kind of chill so i'm like okay yeah. we got one episode how how are we going to get there like what's going to happen i what have a guess based doing? on that preview but i'm hesitant yeah, to yeah that the preview, preview. Mm. Mm. that preview gives me information something I something of... cthulhu knife yes that gives me information that really makes a lot of things click that I wish I they hadn't put in the preview, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, there's there there are many, many things to wonder. But uh, in this episode in particular, they focus a lot on the building tension, like so, so very much building tension. They they started off right after the incident with the shaved ice and everybody's pointing fingers. Everybody wants to blame the other party. Just don't and... be racist. I am a building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Racist. I'm legit surprised. They know one star fighting in there. Monster of all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sh- I'm straight up surprised. No one started fighting. I was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting I was for waiting someone. For it just... too, Nobody honestly. threw a chair. Nobody threw a chair. It, it, it never turned into Jerry Springer. If somebody threw a chair, it would it, it would have gone down. Yeah, that's, the boondocks that's how it has is. taught us anything. The boondocks, yep. <laughs> I I had to bring this up because every time that uh, Yuri's mother Keiko was on screen, it's like she looks like she's right out of the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the other characters do too, but she especially is like it. I could she doesn't really it. look like Tom's wife, but at the same time, kind of reminds me of her. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just something about her. Something about her. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the police apparently are not taking any of this seriously. Neither the possible missing people nor the pranks, as they call it. Missing people? Yeah, no, that's fine. We don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Like, bro, we had whole whole guts in a damn sauce. Like, oh, what, yeah, you, what do you fine. mean? You just, I didn't like, even realize that was a dog's head until I got a better look. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. In episode two, you see a dog missing a head. I you just know where the dog's was, head went. I just thought it was like a Cthulhu eye or something in the in episode two, and it's like, oh, it's. it's I thought the it dog. was Yoshikin's head. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was I thinking it was. That. Yeah, I was thinking it was one of like the the missing slash dead people's head body parts. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it looked it looked like a dog to me at the end of episode two, but it's it really is a bit of a blink and you miss it moment. Why? Well, there's the there's a lot of times where they're like, Woof. oh, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's an optical oh, did illusion. You it? Did you miss it? <laughs> Better go back and check. There's more of that in this episode too. Oh my gosh! Yes, there is. Yeah, like really, like, oh my gosh! <laughs> How does Kimmy see this, and yet Yuri doesn't notice at all? <laughs> or did she? Or oh, or did she? Oh, 
or both of those, both of those little girls are acting kind of sus. Oh yeah. Or did something? Or did something change in the interval? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. Right, because Yuri wasn't there right when she got in there. Yeah. That's true. So. Yeah. so I, I, <laughs> Taka about a lousy way to go. Oh, I was yeah, hoping that... it wouldn't happen to him, but it of course did. I I did like that bit. It was uh, it was nice, effective horror. The way you just get that split second glimpse, and then it's all it all changes when when Yuri walks in in the next moment. It's good. Then it's Moss. Then it's Moss. But the I think the I think his notebook was in the pile of Moss. Well, perhaps uh, our real friends were Moss the entire time. <laughs> Live Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, I wanted to make a Kiro Taco Bell reference. <laughs> I did. I did want to make one. Well, uh... we, got, we got more quality looks at that dog. Dogs apparently got a collar named Marin with uh, 2003... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, and then, Con picks up a paper with an article from 2011, and the calendar still says 2000. Notice how anytime anybody else's watch or calendar is shown, they don't show the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They I cut have... it off right at the point where you would see the year. I have two that. theories yeah. about that year now. Two of them, although they're basically, they're, they're pretty much the same. It's just whether or not one thing's happening to cause it or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I there's also a can, or? a can with 2021, 2022 written on it. And when he gets holding up that can, it's like, this is reminding me of uh, season two of Attack on Titan when they find the can mackerel. And they're like, you can read that? Well, if you, if you want more fun... Those guys are talking about. Oh, hey, I remember the uh, regulations from the the the, the uh, homeowner association from the forties. How mm-hmm. old are you? Man, yeah, the t- the timeline does not add up with w- the characters. All seem to be in different places of time. Yes, mm-hmm. and that it's... is my theory. That is my yeah. crackpot theory. Is that Kurosaki's stuck in time or something? It's like an, on a different time axis or something. The math, the math isn't mathing, as math the people mathin'. would say. It's, it's well, either that. Or literally, the entire Kurosaki village was Moss to begin with, and it was just, you know, uh, being Kimi just kind of reanimating them, and then uh, now it's failing. That's my that's my theory after episode three. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Before episode well, three, is... I'm like, a time axis difference, maybe? I don't know. Was... Yeah. <laughs> Before his untimely demise, Taka was undercovering some interesting things. He found that secret chamber where uh, Kimmy and Yuri find some drawings that indicates uh, how things went way back when, where there was also conflict between two sides. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and yes. And people but, uh, died. Taka was mentioning that uh, the song lyrics relate heavily to these pranks in that they they involve the uh, sharing of mementos and the uh, omen of an impending rebirth. Also having to do with moss. Moss and sharing of mementos and rebirth. 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 
Well, we, we do have someone who wants to be reborn. And wouldn't you know it, the place that he thought the old temple was was not where it was. It was right by housing complex C. Oh, no. Who could have predicted? Yeah. And we we got a brief shot of housing complex B, too. Uh, decrepit huh? and falling apart. Now, I'm curious, were were they built at the same time, or did they like build B and then then build C and move over there? What's uh, hmm? Good question. Yeah. Also, which housing complex was hit by the large boat that was swept onto a roof by a tsunami? Ah. Hmm. Something that apparently happened in 2011. If they are in some kind of time displacements then you could argue that all these things in the storeroom are because of that one guy taking things from all over. That would actually make a lot of sense. That would also explain why there is such a range of items in there. Yeah. Some far, far older than others, like a zoetrope. Uh, Oh, when I was talking about the first episode, I totally didn't mention that Kimmy straight up saw the fish people and is like, optical, optical illusion. illusion. Yes. <laughs> yes, I caught that one on my rewatch. The other thing, I caught, there were two other big things I caught on my rewatch. Kimmy not knowing where cell phone is, which ties back into why are some people perfectly fine with modern technology and some people seem to not understand what's going on and that then we have different years. There is something going on. What kind of internet does Hideo have? Does he have old internet? Does he have a new internet? I think he has uh, Earthlink. Netscape Navigator. Netscape <laughs> Navigator! Hey, I was a Netscape guy back in the day. And we didn't get a real good look at his screen. He certainly didn't look particularly like some, new. No, his computer <laughs> looks really old, actually. It was something I was noticing. And also, like, the website he was on... That's just as bare basic as it gets, man. That that could be any time period. Mm-hmm. Mm. Some but, other interesting developments. Wada has like a total change of heart after she sees the sharing of mementos, the, the, the fish, yeah. Katami Waki, the piles of fish, and she suddenly remembers some things that her grandmother taught her is like, oh, I have to be <laughs> I have to be kind to people. So she goes out of her way to prepare a herring curry for the interns, taking care not to uh, contaminate it by using a new knife and a new cutting board. Very kind. But I can't help but laugh at the fact that she's preparing a herring curry. Uh, uh, uh. But was it a red herring? Uh, just, uh, never know. just ask Fred. He, he's always after him. Seems like she got that cookbook from Keiko who she finds uh, one morning throwing up. Hmm, well, it could be stress. Or, you know, there are reasons why people throw up in the morning. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> There's uh, reasons that that could be. Um, but it could very well be stress, because there's a whole lot of stress going around. Everybody's being real not nice to each other. Everybody's... Talking behind each other's backs. Everybody's acting racist. Everybody's a little bit racist sometimes. <laughs> As the tensions continue to rise and everybody's not not having a good time, um, Kimmy's been kind of locked away in her apartment all this time after the party went so, so bad. 
until one day, supposedly the day before summer vacation comes to an end, uh, or two days before, rather, uh, she, uh, Yuri comes to ask Kimi to be th- the little girl detectives are going to go crack the case. <laughs> and they do talk to a lot of people and everybody's willing to talk to them, but they can't really come up with anything. But Yuri notices two things. One, she's never met Kimmy's mother. And Kimmy says, oh, that's because mommy's sick right now. Uh-huh. Yes, that's it. That's totally She's not it. feeling well. Not feeling well. And uh, the other thing she noticed, and I, I feel like Yuri's kind of point this out a couple of times. How everybody seems to just love Kimi, and she finds it a little bit strange that Kimi seems to be able to lift people's spirits just by talking to them. Yeah, mm. that that's why my, mm. my my newer theory is that maybe they're all made of moss to begin with, like she's like animating them or something. You know, that would... One of the things I was thinking... Soylent Moss is people! Soylent Moss is people! It's people! One of the things I was thinking, though, like from episode one, with, with that, that flashback to, like, the ancient times, is that, like, I was thinking that Kimmy was, like, a reincarnation of sorts of... Reincarnation of who? It's a reincarnation of sorts of one of those... Like one of those girls. Yeah, I was yeah, always, I think so. I think I think uh, Kimmy like, and Yuri are reincarnations. And it would definitely make more sense, especially if if you know those girls, especially were like supposed to be some sort of figureheads or godlike beings, especially since you know the one screamed and freaking disintegrated everybody. I think mm-hmm. that's just Kimmy. I, I think it's still her. Um, like. I think she's just like immortal or something. Ooh, that's and that that was all that was also a possibility. X yeah. hit her just like, especially with the um that twinge of a flashback that happened in episode three where she saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, straight that, up think that seems consistent. It seems consistent with what we've seen so far. So, I could I could see that being the case. Mm-hmm. Little girls accidentally being gods and causing problems. What is this, 2006? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Well, we don't know what year it is. It's 2000, True. or is it 2003, or is it 2011, or is it 2022? It's, it's 20XX. We're, we're, we're in All the right. secret apocalyptic Mega Man time. You know how to cater to me. Yep. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> mm. uh, so uh, they set up a neighborhood watch, <laughs> the neighborhood watch committee, reminding you that, <laughs> that necrophilia is still illegal. <laughs> uh, uh, so the neighborhood watch captains uh, catch con disposing of some of the animal carcasses. Again. Uh, yeah, again. <laughs> He, he did and, not learn his lesson from the last time. No, I guess not. And then they jump him because that's obviously the same thing to do. 
Oh, yes. You yeah. know, angry Obviously. mobs are completely the way to deal with all problems. Lynch mobs are the best. Totally. Yeah, that's how they do it in the hood. Oh, yeah. But, of course, Kimmy comes to, you know, say, hey, it wasn't him. Those He's just disposing of the carcasses that were left in front of my apartment. And Koba's like, you knew about that? Of course she knew about that. She probably put them there. Probably. <laughs> Literally or, right in front know, of her house. Not. I'll tell you one thing, though. I haven't the foggiest idea who put the dog's head in the sauce. Mm, I think I know now, but not from episode three. It's that stupid preview mm. again. Oh, yeah. If anything, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is Mr. Koshide. Quiet Mr. Koshide trying to play the mediator. I mean, I was what? a little suspicious of him, even with episode one, because he's like, oh, yeah, no, the residents have no idea. I'm like, they have no idea what? They have no idea what? Mm, yes, yes, he was saying some cryptic things on the phone. Plus, he has the Cthulhu dagger. He Come does on. have the Cthulhu dagger. Come on with that. Okay. Come on with that. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm based on that trailer and tra that trailer alone. I'm pretty sure he's the one that's been doing a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sad part, I, part I, is I completely forgot who the guy in the trailer was until you pointed it out. Yeah. Oh well, I guess once again. What, once again, the weekly the weekly format ain't oh, doing yeah. me any no, favors. Honestly, they they should do a supercut of this and just make it a movie. I think it would be fantastic. Assuming that it lands the ending, which I really hope it does. I really don't want this to be Fena again. Yeah, no kidding. Or, or fully coolie alternative. Oh, because uh, I love that show anyway. But that ending. It's not even yeah. a problem. It's it's a what it ha what even happened? Can can you explain yourself, Chef? No. Okay. Cool. And uh, Rubel's getting uh, particularly ticked off at the at the situation. He's uh, he's really mad that the other interns threw Khan under the bus by bad mounting him to the 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 Night Watch people, and uh, he's you know he's he's had it so. Uh, eventually he just packs up and leaves and only Taka sees him. He asked Taka not to tell anybody. Uh, don't worry. Well, he definitely Taka's ain't telling nobody now. <laughs> yeah, Taka won't tell anyone. Your secret is safe. Literally took that shit to the grave. Also, <laughs> sadly, the other messages that he wanted to pass along will not be passed along, and those being that um, he was sorry to Kimmy for what happened with the shaving uh, with the shaved ice party and that he wanted to tell Wada that the curry was delicious and tasted just like home. Ah, that's yeah. nice. That's unfortunate. Those messages won't be delivered because those were nice messages. And on the other hand, perhaps he's apologizing to Kimi because he put. Oh, maybe he did. I, I, I don't I'm, really I'm think not... so though. I'm, no, I'm, I don't either, but... Ah. Honestly, Rubel just kind of confused me throughout the whole show. He seems like a guy who really means well, who's trying to help, but he just doesn't know how. Yeah, he's... Yeah, uh, pretty much. Forces his hand there, but... Uh, very, very compelling performance by uh, Ryan Colt Levy. Very, oh, absolutely. Very Excellent job. 
Amen. And uh, Bob Card is doing doing a great job with uh, a uh, <laughs> honestly probably difficult character to play in Con. <laughs> you gotta uh, that, be that, bad at expressing yourself. He's good at being bad at expressing, and honestly, he comes across as genuine, and that that's what makes that work. Hmm. Mm. Also, an interesting detail that. Um, when everybody's ganging up on Khan, he, he tells Rebel to uh, not blame anybody else. And it's very important that they keep their jobs because if they don't, everything will be ruined. Indeed. And what's everything? Mm, who knows? Um, I would have liked to hear the stories that Khan told the girls, but we, we just didn't have time for that, I guess. <laughs> Uh, there were there were enough uh, info dumps in this episode, and all episodes prior. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kimmy seemed quite enthralled by it, so it is mm-hmm. a bit of a letdown. Yeah, <laughs> would have been nice to D- know denying. What it was. Yeah. So, lots of. Lots of pieces are falling into place now, but <laughs> there's so many questions left to be answered. Uh, Will we get through them all? We additional don't thoughts, know. Jesse? Sorry? Do you have any additional thoughts? Um, so I'm not I'm not an HP Lovecraft expert. Uh, my my girlfriend is, and she she was. She, she she actually she she bailed on the series uh, early, unfortunately. But she she made a few <laughs> observations, and a, apparently, like seventy five percent of this show's plot is very reminiscent of um, Shadow Over Innsmouth, which is one of the the major uh, Cthulhu stories. Um, which I, I I haven't read it myself, um, but it it's also considered one of uh, one of the more racist ones. Uh, but it was more subtextual racism rather than the. <laughs> that he includes in a lot of work but actually that's that's kind of interesting because uh you know every everyone tries to emulate lovecraft but they all try to pretend the racism doesn't exist and this is obviously a hugely lovecraft influenced show and i find it interesting that they're, they're actually trying to engage with that i think they're like deliberately trying to engage with that part of his work a little bit but kind of turn it into something again just a general feeling of distrust which is what we've kind of seen building over the last few episodes. It's, you know, it's it's done a little little sloppy and mishandled at some points, but I uh, I, I I found that to be an interesting touch. Maybe that wasn't the intention. I'm not sure, but that's that's the impression I got. Um, mm. But yeah, the I mean, the thing with the fish people and the sacrifices and possible kind of um, some kind of cult like activity that might be underpinning it. Uh, I, I I don't th- I think I don't think it's quite where it's all going but they all seem to to be uh related to that story so i found that connection to be kind of interesting um yeah yeah. and my girlfriend didn't though and she she's as firm a believer in anime on canadian tv as i as i as i am (laughs) (laughs) well it does seem uh highly likely that uh, taka got skewered by that thing but how Mm -hmm. How did he get skewered? Did the walls yeah, move? It... Maybe the walls move. Maybe. Also, 
Shout out to anyone else who made the this hole is made for me joke. Oh my god. <laughs> oh sorry, Con, you can't fit in here, but this hole was made for me. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I think we were um I think it's actually quite fortunate that this show didn't have to run alongside Uzumaki, which I think might have been the original intention, because mm. I think that people wouldn't give it a chance uh, if it did, because Uzumaki is obviously going to be a an extremely high caliber production. Um, this obviously just it's a much more limited production, so I don't think people would be giving it a fair shot like many are right now. And it does seem a lot of people are into it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but I think by not having it that other show to compare it with, I think uh, gives more of a chance for people to sink their teeth into it, even if the mm-hmm. viewership might ultimately be lower than otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel that, especially since, you know, Tanami's kind of having been having his dry spell lately. Thanks to uh, corporations. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, pretty, please, please, uh, pretty prime time, a pretty, <laughs> pretty prime time to air something new. Especially during I, the month of October and everything. Oh, Pretty absolutely. good time. It's very good time. I just, all things considered. Very so, I hope Sony will play ball just for Pop Team Epic Season 2. Like, <laughs> if, if they're going to make any exception, it should be for that one. That has to be on Toonami. Of all the things to choose, you, you chose Meme Cancer. we got to keep the Cthulhu theme going. It's <laughs> very important. That's that's the path to success for Toonami right now. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Gosh, they have so little that they might actually put Pop Team Epic in the first slot. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you hey, know, at least the we stars get the are aligned, and uh, Relier is rising, and uh, Pop Team Epic is waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Pop Team Epic is being whored out to everybody like it normally was in the first season. It's, it's a shame. Uh, seems, uh, seems, uh, seems to only be on Crunchyroll and Funimation currently. Of course. Before it was on Sentai, it was on, I mean, High Dive, it was on uh, Amazon Video, it was on everything. <laughs> it was on everything. I, I fear those days are, are going to be a thing of the past, much to my regret. Mm, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jesse lives in the weird, weird world where Bleach is on Disney+. Plus. It's oh, not that weird. That's gotta be fun. I mean... After Disney Plus heavily advertised that Pam and Tommy Lee movie uh, oh, in oh Canada, boy. like nothing seems weird anymore. Yeah. yeah, but it's still like the first third party thing, the third first third party anime to to pop up on there, isn't it? It is, yeah. Apart, the, I think, and the first anime apart from. Well, I guess the Star Wars thing and also oh, yeah, the, the, the Star oh, Wars thing, the, the Avengers the, thing. The Avengers thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's on there. I haven't watched it because I don't watch Bleach. Uh, but uh, yeah, people found it. So that's that's good. People can access it easily. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't like Disney, but I guess I just should be thankful for this stuff popping up anywhere. I think I saw uh, Black Rock Shooter was finally going to pop Black- up. So this has been underreported, but this, but yeah, Black Rock Shooter is going to be on Disney Plus in Canada as well, and it will be simulcasting, uh, which I what guess the hell? what I guess timeline means, did I fall into? Yeah, I guess that means it's probably going to be on Hulu uh, in the states. Mm. Uh, but we, 
I don't think they've made yes. any announcement for the stage. No yet. sign of summertime yeah. rendering. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, d- yeah, don't yeah, worry. Seriously, what like, the freaking heck? I'm so don't worry. About that. I was no waiting news. for that for so long, and then nope. Yep. There's no news on summertime rendering, so we can we can all keep being angry about it. And so the freaking Tatami Galaxy sequel. Like what in the flipping yeah. dip? Disney. Well, maybe by the time that comes I, out, they'll you know have. Figure I have out. no idea. Our great overlord no. the, the, of uh, Mickey Mouse will will give us the anime when when it is the right cough, time. Cough up the anime, Michael Rodent. What, we know you're I, out there. <laughs> I am hoping. <laughs> I I am hoping that this this bleach setup that we're seeing with Hulu in the states and Disney Plus everywhere else might be the path that finally. Um, releases all the Viz anime from Hulu jail um, mm. in other countries because we still can't watch Inuyasha in Canada. Ooh, uh, that in is fact, just the, bizarre. Yeah, we get we get the first two seasons uh, on Netflix. They're actually marked as expiring on October 31st. I don't know if that'll happen mm. because sometimes they they, mark it they as constantly expiring. do that. Yeah, uh, we'll, though, we'll though when it happened there. to Bleach, it stuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I hope that maybe maybe we'll see a similar arrangement for stuff like Inuyasha soon because we because the final act has never broadcast or streamed in Canada. It's ridiculous. Ooh, uh, <laughs> um, I, I still haven't seen it because of that. Oh man, yeah, wow, that's bonkers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Put put all put all those on. Uh... You can't. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you can't do Tubi in Canada, can you? Oh yeah, we got Tubi. In fact, that's oh, yeah. where the that's where the subbed version of Sailor Moon is streaming. Uh, the dub oh. is on Crave. It's it's split up. Um, ah. But isn't Tubi it, isn't uh, isn't Inuyasha on Tubi? No. Uh, or did was it, ya- was it Yashihime? Is Yashihime on Tubi? Let me check. Sword. I think it's also on Amazon Video now in Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter's like everywhere. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, in a good way, because, you know, Hunter Hunter's good. It is. It is, so, and it's finally returning to publication on yeah. my birthday. Oh, Ooh, happy birthday, Scotch. And the whole uh, manga is now on the Shonen Jump app, too. Yeah. That, that is a glorious, glorious thing. That good Shonen times. Jump app continues to be like the best deal in reading manga. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Though the um, the Manga Plus app is nice because you can read lots of things there as long as you only read them once for free. Yeah, and it's and you can only read Dan to Dan on the the Manga Plus app because it's, it's too hot for Shonen Jump apparently. <laughs> I've been reading yeah, all the awesome Jump Triangle, all the Jump. Oh plus yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, come, yeah. Come on, come on, Viz. You're afraid of Ayakashi Triangle. Give me a break. Um, so to confirm what we were talking about earlier, Yasha Hime is on Tubi, uh, but not even Yasha. Wow. That is bizarre. Yeah. Also, um, One Punch Man Season 2 dub, uh, not available in Canada at all. I think. Maybe, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's Hulu Maybe video exclusive. on demand. Yeah. Pretty obnoxious, but I mean, it's not a big loss. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I realize that, but I have just... just anecdotally talking to people over the years who aren't really into anime i very frequently find that the only anime a lot of people have watched is one punch man and they found it on Mm. netflix i think that's one of the the biggest gateway anime that's out there right now 
It's so bizarre that they probably yeah. haven't seen season two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe maybe they should do something about that. Maybe they should. I mean, yeah, this has had an odd been making odd decisions regarding certain licenses. So the the whole Disney bleach thing is interesting. I do wonder if that'll lead to One Punch Man and other series popping up on Disney Plus in Canada. Uh, I hope so cuz I mean the whole reason that they're doing that is cuz they're just they're just addicted to that uh that that Hulu ad money. They just don't want to let it go. Yeah. So. And they can get people to double dip by having both services. Mm -hmm. I also think that they are just straight up allergic to putting third party anime on there. (laughs) But we'll see. We will see. It's not a content issue, of course. They got Deadpool and Logan on Disney Plus in the US. So it's not a content issue. Yeah, no, Uh, for sure. They'll... Also, the- shout out to everybody in countries where Bleach is not streaming legally anywhere because Disney Plus is being stupid. <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like they're going to get Disney pl- or they're going to get Bleach in most other regions, but they just haven't uh, haven't ironed out all the details yet. I can't hardly believe Latin America is they don't have it. They don't have it in Latin. They have it in Brazil, but they don't have it in the. In- Latin America as a whole. Latin America being left out of streaming deals? Never. 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 Yeah, no, the, they, they get they get screwed over so badly there. It's it's awful. Yeah. It's um uh, and Scandinavian yeah, uh, countries too. They're they're really bad for um hmm. for global deals. Yeah. But I gotta make watching anime so hard everywhere that's not America. Because the reality of streaming is that Streaming is not international. Streaming is something that's designed for America. <laughs> and mm. the rest of the world's an afterthought. Kind of. And, and usually when things become more available outside of America, it's not because services are expanding. It's because they're getting bought out by other services Oof. that are available more widely, uh, which says a lot about this business, I think. Yeah, yeah. seeing, remembering all the, the Madman Entertainment stuff in Australia getting shifted over to like Funimation or whatever and everyone was pissed off about that yeah that was a yeah they they did they went through so much drama and unnecessary uh effort over that and then it's just getting phased out for Crunchyroll it's uh yeah that yep. sucks <laughs> sad state of affairs it'd be yeah mm-hmm. yes indeed uh, so if you haven't heard and uh, you think that the optimal way of watching this series might be in a marathon form, good news. <laughs> Do it a marathon on uh, October 28th. Is that right? Yeah, the Saturday before Halloween. So that's good timing. Yeah. 29th. 29th, yeah. 28th. And that's not the only thing they're running that night. <laughs> No, I mean, going back to One Punch Man season two. Speaking of disappointing <laughs> sequels, they are running the first four episodes of The Promised Neverland season two. Okay, that's before it goes completely off the rails. If you only air those, I forgive you. If you go any further, we'll have words. <laughs> you play those four episodes, and then you take that contract and you burn it. <laughs> 
I don't care how many months you got left on it. Do not play the rest. They're going to play the rest. Just read the manga, seriously, at this point. It's on the jump app. Yeah. <laughs> Yet more reasons to pay $2 a month to read so much Shonen Jump manga. It is and the best also some things that are not actually Shonen Jump that are just inexplicably on there. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm okay with it, though. <laughs> I it has been very nice to have that around. <laughs> yeah. I still demand justice for the lack of Goldie Pond. Yes. We will demand justice for that forever. <laughs> Give us Goldie Pond, you cowards! Really quite, quite unfortunate. Well, actually, no, I kind of forgave them already because Cloverworks gave us my dress-up darling earlier this year, so I'm... So Can you I'm, believe I'm that that was actually earlier this year? It feels long ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, begin the beginning of this year just feels like two years ago right now. <laughs> it kind of does, and it's really weird how fast this year's gone by, and yet at the same time how long it's been. The weeks are short, but the months are long. Is that something like that? Or maybe the, the months are long, but the weeks are short. I don't know. It's so. basically yeah. like it's yeah. we're, we're, we're almost in November, but it doesn't feel like it should be November yet. But when I look at stuff that happened earlier, I'm like, wasn't that last year? <laughs> this year. But yeah, my dress up darling was a wonderful adaptation. Just fantastic. Beautiful. Fantastic. It's what an adaptation should be. Mm-hmm. Good job, Cloverworks. Good job. You had us worried. <laughs> well, they also were straight bangers with the spy family, so oh that, yeah, that God. yeah, that's totally what I was saying this year. I was like, I was like, damn, Cloverworks redemption arc. Good thing, because they're doing uh more uh Rascal Does Not Dream and Yes, 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 yes. I would be sad so if those didn't turn out well. <laughs> That'd be very, very sad. Very, very sad. Ah, oh, I guess that'll that'll do it. Uh, if you have anything you want to run by us regarding housing complex C or anything else, you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tunamifaithfulpodcast and on Twitter at tunamipodcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Google Music, Spotify, Apple Play, all of that. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. And if you haven't noticed, we've been doing some extra things regarding Housing Complex C. Uh, Kuro and I had a lovely conversation with Xanthi Huynh and Kaylee Mills. Uh, we will hopefully be able to do a follow-up after the series ends. I'm Ooh. very excited at that prospect. And uh, we are also looking to have a conversation with Maki Terashima Fruta. So, good, good, good stuff. Adult Swim's actually, props to them, they are doing a bang-up job with you know, getting lots of coverage for Housing Complex C. They're, 
they're doing interviews with multiple websites. They're uh, doing, you know, a fine job promoting it every week. So I, I think it's it's nice to see. <laughs> uh, I mean, in prior series, they have definitely uh, gone to efforts of, you know, getting interviews with at least somebody involved with the project. But they're clearly putting a lot more muscle into promoting this series. And I, I like to see it. And I like being a part of it. <laughs> it's, it's nice. So please be sure to tune in to our exclusive Housing Complex C coverage, including uh, Kuro's weekly uh, previews slash reviews of episodes as they come out. Uh, of course, our regular podcast episodes and those additional interviews and conversations. Lots and lots of stuff coming out around the clock, like at least two things a week. You're welcome. <laughs> We've had to really uh, divvy up roles a bit so that we can manage to do all these things, which I think is good because I've, uh, I've been able to have lots of people talk about Housing Complex C, including Laser on every single somehow, episode. Somehow I've been on all of them. He is the through line. I don't mind. I like this show, but it is weird <laughs> for me. Well, always great to have you around, Laser. Happy to be here. So, Jesse, tell the fine folks about your wares and where they can find you. All right. So as always, I am the host of the Zonan Canada podcast. Uh, it is a podcast that is exploring the connections between anime and Canadian media. We talk about anime on TV, streaming, um, do retrospectives on shows that have uh, had a big impact in Canada or a unique impact in Canada. I recently did a retrospective on G Savior, uh, which you should definitely check out. Um, inputs. Uh, sorry. Output's been a bit a little low on the podcast lately, but I do have some more stuff in the pipeline. Uh, so just keep an eye on things. You can follow me on Twitter at jbetteridge, and you can find the podcast at zonn.ca, and it's on all the places you can find podcasts. All right. Ren, tell them where your stuff's at. Uh, lately, I don't really do much anymore. Hmm? Sad to say, but... uh. If you like, if you want to see me talk about anime probably once a week, but mostly just retweet memes and art from Gotcha Games, you can follow me on Twitter at Amper and Let's Ride. Uh, I used to make music. It's still up on the internet. If you look up Amperin on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and YouTube. And all my old Tanami style edits are still up. I haven't made one in about a year and a half or so, but those are on YouTube at Alien Renegade videos. So yeah, you can uh, check them out if you want. Alright. And uh, Laser Kid, tell them where they can find you and about V-Lord's podcast universe. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. Uh, well, you can always find my uh, Toonami Focus editorials on Toonami Faithful, of course. And yes, you can find me on V-Lord's Crazy Podcast Universe, including the Demon Slayer podcast, uh, the Dumb Weebs podcast, and occasionally I've shown up on his uh, Oversoul Shaman King podcast. Hmm. And, and you can find... That, but, you know. Yeah, he does. 
He certainly does, like Manga Mavericks. Uh, I can't remember the oh, Saturday, Night Saturday Night Shoggy. Saturday Night Shoggy. That's a big yes, one. Yeah. I haven't listened to too many of those, but I was listening to the um, Call of the Night episode. Good, good stuff. Call of the Night's great. The, I'm, the I'm openings and ends are bangers. And they're dubbing it, finally, which is nice. And they're dubbing, yeah, boy, Kung me. Oh, are they? I didn't see that. I, mean, I know what I'm doing yes. for this podcast. Yes, yes, and they got Jubiphonic as the the singer. Ooh, excellent! It's gonna be course. fun. Excellent choice. Looking forward to that a lot. Best show of last season. I loved it. Oh, that one was, of my favorites. That was uh, that was a sleeper hit for sure. Yeah, a very popular cosplay I've noticed at a lot of cons too. Although no, nobody goes the full mile and does Kong Ming, Aiko, and Kool Aid Man uh, from the popular meme. <laughs> ah, that's oh, a little yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, boy, Kong Ming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was super low hanging fruit. All right. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And uh yeah. All of our all, all of our podcasts are on the places already mentioned. Which uh there will be more. There will be more soon. Very soon. Keep him busy. So with that, I'd like to thank you all for listening each and every time we put out a podcast. And uh till next time. We are punching out. So is the C in this episode going to stand for Cthulhu or Canada? Good question.